guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, We've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome to the Having It All podcast, the show about what it takes to live an abundant, loving life. My name is Matthew Bivens, and each week I'm helping you get out of your head so that you can truly have it all. Let's do it. Before I introduce today's episode, I wanted to share an exciting announcement. Sarah and I have officially launched the Balanced Mama Moments audio series. Now, this is something we've been working on for months over at Sarah's website, sarahbivens.com. We wanted to create something for moms who are feeling imbalanced, overstressed, and uninspired because that was a lot of the feedback we were receiving from moms we were talking to on our other podcast. So we got our heads together, we tinkered, and we created this amazing, amazing series of audio tracks specifically for moms, new moms, seasoned moms, and soon-to-be moms to help them create more balanced moments in their lives. So again, it's the Balanced Mama Moments audio series. You can find out more over at Sarah's website, sarahbivens.com, and please go check it out. If you are a mom, I really think you'll dig it. If you know a mom, send them to it. They're really going to enjoy it. Now, today's episode is a special one because... I have a guest with me on the podcast, and I haven't done that in a very long time. Months and months ago, I decided that I no longer wanted to do interviews on my show, and I stuck with that for a long time, yet I would constantly get interview requests. I would have people reaching out to me saying, hey, I think I'd be a great guest for your show, and I would just say no, no thank you. Um, But you know, Michelle reached out, and I, I don't necessarily know what it was. Uh, I think it was just a mix of of her style and her energy, and just the the message that she she sent, and it it really hit me. It resonated with me, so I invited her to come on the show. And Michelle and I have this awesome conversation all about beauty. We talk about what beauty is. We talk about being able to see, appreciate, own, and nurture the beauty within yourself, along with seeing the beauty in other people and it, in life itself. Um, this is a cool conversation because you know we really get into some some self love. Uh, we we bring it down. Michelle is very much into into physics and uh, you know looking at, at at our physical bodies and and connecting that with the metaphysical. So we talk about some, some you know, kind of up there topics, but we really ground them and we give you some actionable, concrete uh, action steps and advice and tips. So it's a great conversation. Uh, Michelle hosts this really awesome show called The Cultured Podcast, and we talk about that a little bit on our, or in our conversation. So with no further ado, take a listen to my conversation with Michelle Corey. Michelle, thank you so much for joining me on the Having It All podcast. I appreciate you. Thank you. I appreciate you. How do I pronounce your last name? Corey. Corey. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know if the H was in there. It's Corey. Syrian, so it's Hudi in Arabic, but Corey for those of us who don't speak Arabic. <laughs> That's awesome. So you, before we hit record, you were talking about yeah. you, were, you grew up in Colombia mm-hmm. and you have a Syrian last name. Mm-hmm. Explain that. <laughs> 
Um, so I'm multi. We're not recording it. We're recording. Oh, we are. Okay, cool. So I'm multicultural in in the sense that um, my grandparents are all from different places. So my grandpa was Syrian. That's on my dad's side. So my dad was Argentinian, but his parents were Syrian and Argentinian and Spanish. Basically, his mom was um, of Spanish descent. And then my on my mom's side, she was born in Colombia, but her parents are Guatemalan and Colombian. So all my grandparents are from four different countries. That's awesome. Yeah. And I was born in the U.S. as a first generation American. Wow. Yeah. So I actually have an episode of the Cultured Podcast, which is the podcast I host, that I talk about identity and um, art as an expression of culture because I've experienced this really interesting existence where no one really knows how to peg me. And so they just kind of put me into their own bucket. Yeah. I'm like, you can't tell me what my identity is. Yeah. Yeah. People will try. <laughs> oh, they will try. <laughs> yes. If you confuse anyone, they will try to label you instantly. <laughs> oh man. I, I got that my whole life growing up. Really? Why did you get it? Being biracial. Yeah. White mom, black dad. <laughs> oh, and, so you know it. <laughs> yeah. And, and kids didn't know what I, I mean, I remember, so like I grew up in Southern California mm. and, you know, lived there for about nine years yeah. and I had a, a great mix of like multicultural people that just were part of my crew, you mm-hmm. know, as, as a little six year old kid. Right. You know, there, <laughs> there was like all these different nationalities represented. And I think because of that, it just happened to be what it was like there. I didn't get any questions about my identity. Fast forward, moved to Atlanta, the suburbs of Atlanta. And I remember like fifth grade is probably just a few weeks coming into into school. Someone asked, what are you? And it was the first time I've ever been presented with that question. Yeah, And it totally threw me because they didn't know what they were talking about. Wow. Like, what are you? And and I I started to become aware of of that. That's you fascinating. Know. Yeah. So I, I, I get it. And, and since then, some folks have pegged me as all different types of right of ethnicities. Well, that's so funny. Um my roommate is Native American and so she is darker skinned uh, sort of. You know, she calls herself brown. And so I I don't get the question of what are you because I'm light skinned and I never realized mm. that that is a privilege until you know and I grew up in Miami, so yeah. there, there's every color of yeah. Latino. Yeah, <laughs> but we're mainly Latinos over there. Um, and so the question of what are you is mostly like which country are you from in South America, yeah. right? Or or in the Caribbean. And so um, my roommate said the same thing where she moved to Atlanta, and people were like, "What are you?" Yeah, and she said the same thing you it's just. It's different. Said. It's interesting. Yeah, it's fascinating because, um, you know, I think that not always that question doesn't always come charged with bad intent. You know, because I think people become curious when someone doesn't look like them, and that is natural. Yeah. Um. It's it's, and on top of it, they become very intrigued. Like, wh- wh- what what mix brought you together? And I think it's also a sign that like there's a whole new generation of us walking oh, around. Like we are of the same generation. And I think that we're really the first generation that, that brings the world together within ourselves. Yeah. That's a and cool so way to put it. Yeah. I love it. I love not belonging to anything. Sometimes that, that presents some, uh, identity struggles, especially if you're not as stubborn as I am, <laughs> where it's like, well, I'm just me. Yeah. Um, so to some people it can, it can be a curveball in their existence. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I think this is, um, it's cool that we kind of naturally got on this topic because mm-hmm. when we first were connected, you know, you you host the the cultured podcast, mm-hmm. and um, tell us a little bit, real quick, about about your podcast. Ooh, I love it. <laughs> um, so I just gave birth to it recently, <laughs> <laughs> and um, it is a podcast that explores what I say. It digs at the roots of art, theater, design, literature, global customs, travel, um, basically anything that can be in, 
included under the umbrella of culture and it basically arts and culture. And what I do is I have conversations with creators of different types and we explore topics surrounding culture in a way that's very approachable and very digestible for people who are not necessarily into arts and culture. And so what I love about it is our hashtag is culture for all. And that's kind of the movement I've created with the cultured podcast, because I want people who may have felt intimidated by, you know, potential elitism or snobbery that comes out that very frequently comes out of arts and culture circles. Mm -hmm. I want them to feel drawn to the podcast and feel like they're exploring with me. I've spent my life dedicated to arts and culture, and it's one of those things I'm a moth to a flame with it. I call myself a culture vulture because I circle all (laughs) things cultural. (laughs) And so while I've spent my life in it, I I don't believe in ego, and I don't believe in elitism, and I don't believe... I, I mean, for me, art, I was just on another podcast, and, and she asked me, Sarah was like, you know, do you think that art is only for the elite? And I was like, no, mm. what? Cavemen were painting on caves. Yeah. They didn't have master's degrees. Like They barely knew how to start a fire. <laughs> like, painting, art is, is the expression of the human spirit, and it's to me, one of the most natural parts of our humanity. And so I want everyone to feel like they can explore and uncover new ideas of beauty, new ideas of expression in the world. That's awesome. Yeah. I'm glad I asked you because I was just going to continue <laughs> talking. But Thank no, I'm, you for asking. Yeah, I'm glad, I'm glad you know, so people can, can tune in and check it out. Yeah, please do. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. And so when you know when we were first connected and we were kind of talking about what we would actually talk about on this show. Yeah. I was like, all right, you know, Michelle's got this awesome podcast about culture. I'm talking about whatever the hell I talk about on, mm. you know, having it all. Like <laughs> where, you know, where are we going to find a nice like merging of 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 some you know, something that we can both bring something great to the table. Mm-hmm. And you mentioned it a couple of seconds ago. You said beauty. Yes. And that kind of came out, you know, like that 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 rose to the top mm-hmm. of what we could both throw some some insights, some experiences, some breakdowns, some breakthroughs around this idea of beauty and how it relates to self-love and what it looks like to to see the beauty in yourself as well as see and recognize the beauty in others. And so I am curious, what has been part of your story, your your formidable experiences around beauty mm-hmm. in terms of how you see it within yourself and, and the, the lens of beauty through which you see the world? Yeah. It's a great question. And beauty has been a difficult journey for me. It's been a natural and difficult journey. And it's because the different levels of beauty that exist in the world around us, you know, the external beauty versus the internal beauty um, are so are so easily influenced by our society and by the people who surround us and the messages that surround us that it can really throw us for a loop. So I was born big. (laughs) I I was a huge baby. There's this picture that I grew up looking at and I never realized until I got older. My mom is this petite Colombian woman and she, in the picture, she's carrying me as like a one or two, like a one year old. In, you know, one of those things that you strap on. And yeah, it's like, in the front. I'm, and I'm like taking up her whole body. <laughs> and I looked at it recently and I was like, mom, I was enormous. How did you eat? What? You know, kind of gives you more respect for the woman. Um, 
<laughs> anyway, was born big, and um, especially for my cultures, you know that that created me. I'm I'm tall, so is my sister, but I've always been overweight, and I actually do have an immune disorder, uh, autoimmune disorder called celiac disease that has made me throughout my life gain uncontrollable weight with the consumption of gluten. Well, I didn't know that. Nobody knew that. Mm. And so I was, even though I was a little overweight as a child, I was severely bullied and I was severely picked on and physically harassed and emotionally tormented. And, you know, in my family, it was kind of the messages that were passed around were like, if you lose weight, people will like you. Mm, and wow. that's so detrimental. Like, oh, yeah. you know, so, so growing up, it was natural for me to see the beauty around me. And so I've always had an interesting relationship with beauty because I'm just an enthusiastic human and I'm an a realistic optimist, but I'm ever optimistic. And so when I look around me, I'm like, holy moly, the sun is beautiful. Wow. The sky looks great. Do you see that Oak tree? Like, wow, I really like your red shirt. You know, like I see beauty around me, but when it came to the beauty within me, I didn't see it. Mm. And it took me 25 years to start seeing the beauty within me. Um, and so that was an interesting journey for me. Oh, I can imagine. Yeah. Yeah, those uh, those those stories, those ideas, other people's concepts of beauty, beliefs around beauty. Yeah. I mean, it's so easy for us to latch on to them and make them our own. Oh my gosh, you adopt them. It's like it, it's interesting because um, I have this amazing friend who does Reiki on me, and she is so so wonderful. And you know, the other day she told me so what? Those are other people's words, you know, like why are those your thoughts if those are other people's words? And it was so powerful to think of it in those terms because it's, it's up to you to adopt or not adopt other people's thoughts and words. And, um, man, it's hard. Oh, it is hard. Like it's, (laughs) it's a simple concept, yeah. right? Like, Oh, you know, someone tells you something like that, you know, that's, that's gorgeous or that's ugly or that's wrong. That's right. It's such an easy concept to say, you know, you can choose whether or not you want to to believe that. Yeah. Like, oh, of course. But man, like if you're if if your family is is handing their concept of beauty hmm. and and an acceptance and value, mm-hmm. if they're handing that to you, especially when you're young, yeah. but even even when you're older, even when you you know, you're you're at our age right now, like it is insane it can be insanely challenging Oof. to not simply say okay, you must be right. right. If you're telling me that, you must be correct. And then you just grab that and you add it to the, to, to the baggage and, and the, the, the stresses and all of the stuff that you carry yeah. around. I mean, simple, exactly. simple in concept, but can be so challenging. And that's why you have to practice it. Yeah. You know, it's one of those things like anything else to get good at anything you have to practice and in the same way to destroy the structures, the mental structures that have been built and that you've allowed to be built around your own concepts of whatever, you know, in this case, beauty, you have to practice. And every single day you have to look in the mirror. We talked about this, like what are some applicable things that you can do? And my journey with beauty has, has included, you know, at a certain point I had to say, I cannot hate myself anymore. I can't. That's stupid Mm. because in my deepest heart, I actually love myself. I know that there's good there. And when you don't see the beauty within you, when you don't see the love within you, you don't accept love from others. And there have been plenty of people in my life looking back who were like, you're beautiful. I love you. You're beautiful. I love you. And I was like, nah, no, I'm good. No, you're wrong. (laughs) Yeah, there must be something wrong. You're lying to me. (laughs) You're lying. And then that creates a story that people are lying, that anybody who tells you you're beautiful or that you are worthy Mm -hmm. or that you are valued, it just, you you say, no, they must be lying. Exactly. Exactly. And that's sad because, you know, we we hear a lot of these messages now about like everyone is beautiful. Every shape and size is beautiful. And I think a lot of us dismiss that. Um, very easily because it sounds cheesy or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Oh my God, it's true. I, I, you are the beauty that you see in yourself. The world around you is but a reflection of what you perceive. 
period. And so if you see beauty within you and if you are able to embrace the light and the love that you are made of, well, the world around you will feel love-filled and light, you know? Yeah, yeah. And, you know, I've I've struggled with concepts like that, Mm. not in understanding them on their face, but feeling them in my heart. And Mm. what I mean by that is, you know, you say the the world is a reflection of the beauty you see within yourself, right? And in some of the circles that I'm in, some of the conversations we have, we talk about how people are our mirrors and they yes. mirror back to us. And, I, and I'm like, okay, I'm a smart guy, right? I, I have a master's degree. I've, I've read a book or two. <laughs> I should be able to understand these concepts, but this shit just goes over my head. Mm-hmm. So I want us to go back and talk about this idea of the, the world is going to reflect the beauty with, you see within yourself because I know for folks like me, you might hear stuff like that and you might read stuff like that and you nod and you say, I get it. But if you don't actually, you know, something shifts when you actually in, incept the message behind that. Because I think it's a powerful message. Totally. And you, you touched upon it yeah. earlier. You, you know, you touched upon this idea that, you know, y- you have this lens through which you see the world. And if, if you're coming from a place of love, of abundance, of, of joy, of peace, then that lens, you start to see the world and the things that appear in the world as more loving, as more joyful, exactly. more peaceful. And I, I think that's just, it's important to, for folks like me, mm-hmm. for the dummies out there like me, <laughs> who just, that stuff, like, I get it, but don't really get it. You know, it's not, you're not a dummy, okay? <laughs> and it's funny because we all... um it's funny the the what you just said. You were like, I have an MBA. I've read a book or two, but it's like any other part of your brain. If you don't exercise that part, yeah. then it's not. You're not going to get it. So it takes exercise, and that's why, you know. And it and it starts. Um, when I read books about it, and I love reading about quantum physics because mm. the idea of super string theory really resonates with the idea of the mirror. Um, for, so I like finding the connections between science and like, even if it's theory based science, like physics or quantum physics, um, and then connecting it to theories surrounding spirituality. Um, that's pretty cool. It's all really spirituality is founded in, in mostly quantum physics or metaphysics. Um, so I love reading Deepak Chopra followed by like the elegant universe, you know, which is all about super strength. <laughs> <laughs> and then like Darwin, you know, um, and then connecting the dots. And so I, all of that to say, I practice, I use that muscle in my brain a lot because I want to know what, what it practically means to have a mirror around you. So, um, to answer your question or to sort sort of describe how I see it, yeah. to bring it down to a more like practical level when somebody is being mean to you. Okay. So let's say, um, okay, let's take my experience in elementary school, when one of those young boys was kicking me or punching me or, or, or one of the young girls was taunting me, I didn't realize that what was happening is they were seeing something in me that brought to them feelings of inadequacy or, or whatever their shadow was, it was reminding them of that. Yeah. And when we don't know how to be self-aware, when we don't see ourselves um, mentally, physically, and spiritually, when we don't, when we aren't communicating with ourselves, that's what we do. We project onto people. We see our worst in other people. And so we chastise them and we persecute them and really nasty things come up. And that's what the mirror is. It's yeah. both good and bad. Some of the people we love the most in this world are usually a reflection of the some of the things we love most about ourselves. And so if you really think about, okay, let's take your wife. You and your wife are these beautiful mirrors where you face each other. You see the best in yourselves in that person. What's cool about a partnership, though, is that you also see the best in somebody that you wish to be as well. Mm-hmm. And so they they just by being around you encourage you to explore that encourage you to flex those muscles to be that person that you hope to be that you see in them yeah yeah <laughs> am i making sense you are you are and and you know this stuff can make sense yes. right like we can bring this down because mm-hmm. you know i liked how you you mentioned the self awareness mm. 
because that to me it's like okay again another concept that we we read about and we hear about you know you want to become more self-aware and yada yada but what does that actually mean and so what you're talking about are very concrete ways for you to to rep and practice that Mm self-awareness you know being at peace with yourself looking for in areas in your life where you might be experiencing some disempowering emotions towards someone else, some jealousy, mm-hmm. some frustration, some some whatever it is, and then saying, okay, I'm feeling that towards this person. I'm projecting it because there's something going on with me. Yeah. So I think that is a great way to practice this and to really see that, that mirror in your life. Because, right. I mean, I think we can all conjure up pretty pretty darn quick an example of jealousy yeah right i mean we kind of live in the time of envy don't we there we go like where all these there's literally like full-blown institutions built on envy (laughs) and it's called instagram (laughs) yes yes absolutely it's called facebook yeah um and we've all because of those tools which i love and have tremendous benefits because nothing in this world is pure evil or pure good you well, know you, you mentioned it's a tool right it's a tool yeah and so you choose how to use it yep. you choose how to perceive the world through it and i have struggled immensely personally with comparing myself to others it's something oh, that yeah. i still work on and you know but talking about self awareness is is really important because it's scary. And so I think for those of us who have had difficult childhoods or difficult lives or difficult journeys, whatever it is, sometimes it's the scariest thing you can do in your life is to really look at yourself and to really, to, to feel the hurt that's there and to feel where the little wounds are still gushing. Yeah. And to recognize them. And so what happens is a lot of people, our natural instincts are to shut off self-awareness because we think if we ignore it, then it's not there. But how that manifests then is in everything from complaining about everything in your life. Victimizing yourself is a really big one. Yeah. Victim mentality can be the worst thing for a person. And to say that everything around you is happening to you rather than by you is immensely destructive. It's also disempowering, like you said. I mean, it's it takes all the control away from you. Takes takes all the power power away. Yeah, Yeah. takes it away. And exactly. Or continue. No, you know, and it manifests in things like that. But also, and and equally as bad is it manifests as projecting ill will onto others and projecting those wounds onto others. Yeah. I, I can't tell you how many times I've caught myself in the act of projection where I'm like, you know, let's take an example of if I'm, if I'm fighting with someone and I'm like, God, they're being so annoying and they're yelling at me. And then I realize that I'm the one who's yelling or that I'm the one who's projecting these, these feelings that I'm perceiving them to be doing. I'm putting that it onto them. Yeah. And so they're responding in the same way. And to take that accountability and to be able to see yourself allows you to take that accountability and to then say, Oh man, I was wrong. And then to apologize to the person. Yeah. To own up to it. Which is an episode I, I published a couple, a uh, couple weeks ago. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and I, you know, I want to go back to the idea of to, to, to the person who, like me for many years, I would say I'm 31 years old. Mm. I'd say for 26, 27 years, I was the person who buried stuff. Mm-hmm. I I did not want to look at myself, things in my past, things that I had done, things that I experienced because they were too difficult. Like you right. said, this self-awareness, this this journey of, of really getting to know yourself can be one of the most challenging, if not the most challenging thing you get into and i think the folks who are walking down that path right now understand that oh yeah and so i i want to i want to share with you know for the people who are who've been like me who just bury that stuff the principle that really has helped me to not do that and it's the principle of everything is energy Mm -hmm. and we can it can go right back to physics yep right everything is is energy in different states right so the the guilt the shame, the regret, all of that stuff is energy. Mm-hmm. And when it's not expressed or when it's not transmuted, 
when you when when you can't shift that somewhere else, it has to go somewhere. Yeah. And you talked about the manifestation. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it goes somewhere within you and it manifests itself in many ways when you don't deal with that energy. Yep. So it can manifest itself in 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 physical ways in your body. I like to call them diseases. Mm-hmm. It can manifest in like you were talking about, you know, projecting different things or or being mean towards people or whatever it is, but it's energy. Yep. And you know what? What is the in physics? Energy can't be created yeah. nor destroyed, mm-hmm. so it's got to go somewhere. Yes. So that's why you know I think if you're kind of like me and and you need some of these concepts to be grounded, if you're a science person, you can understand that everything is energy. And so if you're feeling this disempowering energy, this dark energy, this heavy energy within you, you got to do something with it because it's not going anywhere. 100%. And to take it a little bit further, I, because I love this and, uh, a a concept in spirituality are the chakras, right? In the, in the Mm, body. mm -hmm. And those are basically, um, hubs of different energies within you. Yeah. And whether you believe it or not, the idea of energy remaining in your body is, I mean, you are energy, right? So like you said, it's, different vibrations and this is the the-, the super string theory which is the leading theory of energy uh, of everything that exists in physics and has been the leading theory of everything for hundreds of years now you know for uh, einstein basically helped develop it and the idea is that these little tiny 2d strings are the absolute smallest version of everything in the entire known universe and that they vibrate at different they vibrate differently and they come together in different forms based on how they vibrate and what their frequencies are and so it's funny because we use terms now like good vibes only <laughs> yes yes <laughs> and that's literally <laughs> a nod to super string theory (laughs) because we're talking about vibrations, right? And so if you nail it down, you're like, okay, we're talking about good vibrations. What does that mean? Why do we in popular culture say good vibrations only? It's because there's something inside of all of us that picks up on the vibrations of others. And whether we are attuned to that or not, all we know is that I just met Matthew Bivens and he was nice. And now I'm sitting in a room and I feel pleasant about it. Great. I might want to see Matthew Bivens again because I felt pleasant. That's because your vibrations were good. I was picking up on them. We're all like antennas. Absolutely. Now, here's where self-awareness comes in is you have got a whole ton of vibrations and you own them, right? You have the living form that houses the vibrations, that is the vibration. And for us to shut off our antennas to ourselves is really destructive. And so this is why people talk about meditation so much nowadays. And this is why I meditate frequently is because meditation allows you a space of stillness to pick up on those frequencies and pick up on how those frequencies are manifesting within your own body and to listen to your body. And you would be surprised, I mean, truly shocked, actually, how many times I've come out of a meditation sobbing because, you know, the mirror got held up and I was like, oh my God, I didn't even realize I was doing that. That energy. Oh my God. That energy is transmuted and it starts coming out in that way. Absolutely. And you have to release it, right? When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. 
And so, you know, for me, I even think that my celiac disease is a manifestation of me carrying stress in my solar plexus. Mm. And it happens to be, and that's a shocker term. Yeah. And it happens to be something that I battle with every day is my solar plexus. So that's something I work on through my meditations with Reiki and things like that, because that's the lifestyle that I lead. Right. Yeah. But you might be somebody who goes to church or uh, the temple, whatever, And that becomes your space for meditation and feeling at one with a certain kind of vibration. Whatever it is, even if it's at the top of a mountain after a hike or in the middle of the woods, which is super healing too, find space to attune yourself to your vibrations Yep. and to to understand how you are manifesting how you feel or the things in your past. And then begin the journey of releasing those things and of healing from the wounds and understanding that the wounds don't exist, right? They don't. They're within our minds and we just hang on to them. Sometimes we become way too comfortable with with not seeing the beauty. Oh, absolutely. You know? Absolutely. And that is when victim mentality and complaining all the time and negativity, living within this like bubble of negativity occurs. Yeah. No one likes that. No, and, and going back to the meditation, um, that's been a habit that I have attempted to, that's been a practice that I've attempted to shift and make it a habit so many times. Yeah. <laughs> and at this point, I, I think I meditate probably three times a week. Mm-hmm. That's great. Is where I'm at two that's or three fantastic. times a week. And, you know, they might be a five minute meditation. Maybe mm-hmm. it's a little bit long. But f- for for those who are listening who might be like me, who've who want to get into meditation but don't know how, I use this awesome app. And, you know, this app is not a sponsor of the show or anything. I just love it. It's called Headspace. Mm -hmm. And they have a free 10-day, like, it's like 10 10-minute meditations. You do 10 minutes a day for 10 days. And it was awesome in helping me to to, uh, create a new understanding and context around meditation, but then also to help me get that practice become regular yeah become regular yeah so go check it out it's you know headspace I'm, i don't know the website probably mm-hmm. headspace.com but it's just for 10 minutes 10 you know for 10 days like it's pretty cool and it can help you with meditation which you know as michelle as you're saying is just this this beautiful and simple mm-hmm. incredibly simple way for you to to tune your antenna yes to yourself Mm -hmm. to your vibration for you to become more connected with source whoever or whatever source Mm -hmm. is for you and i or self you know if you don't believe in source you gotta believe in self yes yes exactly (laughs) tune into whatever that is whatever the s is for you and you know meditation is just a very simple yeah you know especially for the people who get caught up in the having to do you know, the doing versus the being. Right. Meditating is all about being. Mm-hmm. Right. You, 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 you must stop doing in order to meditate. Stop checking your phone. Stop being on, you know, social media. Stop running around. It's simply calming and being. And so I love meditation as sort of the, you know, number one thing from this conversation of, of creating a little bit more self-awareness oh, yeah. and tuning in. Oh, yeah. And, you know, it's funny because it's simple, but it's not easy. Oh, yeah. And especially when you're in that do-do-do mode because it's like we want to uh, – that's a part of the ignoring, right? We we wrap ourselves up. Everything's a distraction. And everything's top priority. Everything's so important. Yeah. <laughs> and I think about, like, what people did with their days 200 years ago. Yeah. And yeah. that's not a long time in terms of, like, evolutionary timeline. 200 years is the blink of an eye right? Some people live to a hundred now. That's one, two lifetimes, yeah. <laughs> like two super old lifetimes. Um, and 200 years ago, they would have done a, a person, a, an entrepreneur, let's say you, Matthew, 200 years ago would have done probably a one thirty second of what you do of in a all day. all the stuff. Yeah. In, yeah. in one day. And yet, it's never enough. We're so insatiable and I am totally looping myself into this because I am, I have to balance the do, 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 I'm hyper creative. I never stop. And so meditation is especially essential for me. 
And that's part of self-awareness is understanding how you are, who you are and what you are, how you function within those contexts and, and allowing yourself health and stability and finding the tools that fit who you are. Um, and so for me getting into meditation, which it's been a two year journey now for me, I started by going to a meditation center. So I do actually recommend you finding uh, some kind of a Buddhist meditation center that does free intros to meditation here in Atlanta. There's the Kadampa meditation center. Where is it? There's uh, one in Inman Park and one in Decatur. And I think there's even one in Sandy Springs. I cool. think there's a few Kadampa meditation centers and they're wonderful. Um, or you can go to like Inner Peace and Wellness Center also right off the Beltline in Atlanta. But there's a, there's places like that everywhere yeah. in every city. And so you find one, they usually do free classes or they'll do like a $10 med- group meditation class that is guided. And so you learn kind of the basics yeah. and you can yeah. go back and you, if you like a sense of community, that's great. I like private meditation for the most part or meditating with people that are kind of a part of my meditation circle or whatever. Um, but then I learned to find Solfeggio frequencies on YouTube for free. And so I was able to find, and Solfeggio frequencies are frequencies that help to elicit certain feelings or like certain release within us that mm. connect with our frequencies, supposedly. I don't know. I don't know the science behind hey, it, cool. but it seems, yeah. it's believable. Yeah. Why not? I mean, <laughs> they, like all of this stuff, if something works for you and like, exactly. You, and if you feel empowered and encouraged and better by it, Go for it. Exactly. All I know is that when I put on a solfeggio frequency and I meditate, I go into a deep meditation. That's cool. And now I do, uh, usually my meditation sessions I'll do at night and they can last between one hour to two hours. Oh, wow. Yeah. I get deeply in there and um, sometimes I'll set intentions. Sometimes I'll do like a releasing ritual and sometimes I'll just be in this place where I'm like, all right, let's see what, whatever wants to come forward, let it come forward. Yeah. And you know, I'll tell you like real self-awareness, which I'm definitely building up to is can be overwhelming, you know, because you're like, dang it. Why can't I get over this thing? Like, and you got to be kind to yourself. That's, that's the bottom line is you got to be kind to yourself. And when you start to bring this real full circle, it's like when you start being truly kind to yourself, even in those moments of sadness, frustration, loneliness, resentment, jealousy, whatever, when you spot that negative feeling, be kind and just say, it's okay. You're human. Yeah. Now let's explore why you feel that way deeply. You know, I, it was recently my birthday and I felt really sad on my birthday and I've felt that feeling before. And in fact, I opened up to a few people and they said they'd felt those feelings before on their Mm. birthdays. And so rather than sink deeply into that feeling, I started asking myself why, and just like the question, why, like, why do you feel sad today, Michelle? I don't know. Cause like people don't care. Why do you feel like people don't care? I don't know. Well, it all leads back to your childhood. Usually (laughs) feelings of abandonment, feelings of neglect, feelings of loneliness, sometimes that are just perceptions of our own as a child. And so that was a really important exercise. And that's a good example of how you could take one of those negative feelings, be kind to yourself, treat yourself like a child, right? Your inner child, Mm -hmm. cradle yourself and say, why do you feel sad today, Michelle? Yeah. Just explore it. (laughs) Yeah. But you know, like you mentioned earlier, it takes courage. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It takes it takes a lot of guts to explore that stuff. And I'm happy you said be kind to yourself because mm-hmm. I think it's very, very easy when we are meditating, when we are uh, bold enough to take a look at some of the things from our past, some of the disempowering beliefs or the inaccurate stories. When things come up, we can judge them, mm-hmm. right? Especially if something sad comes up or something that makes us angry. We can judge that emotion that we're feeling. And that almost just like negates all of the work that you're doing mm-hmm. when, when, when a feeling comes up in a, you know, in a moment when you're, when you're creating the space for you to become more self-aware and practice those things and whatever comes up, comes up and you judge it, man, like that's, I think that's a huge part of, of the, the kindness and the not being attached, mm-hmm. understanding that whatever's coming up, that was just the energy that was in there. Yeah. And because the judgment is you, it's you like pushing that back down. Right. 
right? Or, you, and you, tearing yourself apart about it. Yeah, you know, and and so truly practice just being kind with whatever comes up mm-hmm. and, and understand that any sort of judgment, that's just more attachment. Yeah. That's more attachment to that thing. Yes. If, if you're judging the sadness or the fact that you're, you, you feel like you might cry, well, now you're forming that attachment mm-hmm. and you're saying it's wrong to cry. And now those stories are just being reinforced and it's yeah. just, it's, it's that loop. So just give yourself a little bit of slack. Understand that it, it takes insane amount of courage and, and value of yourself to go on a journey of healing, of growth and transformation. Yeah. And instead of judging yourself for that stuff, give yourself a pat on the back and say, damn, I'm, I'm pretty freaking awesome for doing this. Yes, exactly. And you know what? That kindness that you feel toward yourself ends up reflecting onto others. Absolutely. So you end up building more patience for others. You end up building more empathy, sympathy, kindness, care. And that brings us back to that mirror. When you are kind to yourself, you know, one of my friends texted me on my birthday and was like, I'm just feeling down. I can't go to your celebration. I just can't make it. And the first thing I thought was, man, I've been there. Poor thing. No problem. Yeah. Don't worry about it. Be well. Let's get together next week. You become kind with others when you are good at being kind to yourself because yeah. you, we're all one. We are all connected through our vibrations. It's like, it's, it's, Again, that mirror, it's natural, you know? It is. It's natural. So be kind, rewind. (laughs) (laughs) Michelle, this has been awesome. Yes, so much fun. This has been cool. This is awesome. And I think I I just, I could talk about self-awareness and self-care till kingdom come because it is such a, like important part of my life and an important part of my daily practice that I learn something new about it every day. And I love hearing how other people, um, work through their own journeys and how they're doing with them. Um, and just know that there are going to be really, really difficult times, times where you're like, am I ever going to come out of this? Yeah. You, do do the work and you will come out of it like a new incarnation. One last thing. I read this book by Deepak Chopra called um, the book of secrets and is not a self-help book. (laughs) It is (laughs) one of the hardest books I've ever read because it has some really mind baffling ideas that are very existential and philosophical and they definitely connect to quantum physics. And so one of the things Deepak talks about in the book is we talk about transformation all the time in terms of like a caterpillar turns into a butterfly Mm -hmm. and be like the butterfly and spread your wings and fly. But we always forget to talk about how a caterpillar becomes a butterfly and it has to literally build a cocoon around itself. And in a moment of solitude, melt down into a larvae state, which sounds super uncomfortable (laughs) in order to completely transform its exterior being into a completely different insect. Yeah. I mean, that's a lot of work and that takes solitude. It takes patience. It takes courage and it takes being comfortable with discomfort to become a butterfly. Mm. So we cannot forget that that's part of that process. Yeah, you can't you can't discount it or ignore it. Oh no. And it's it, but it's so easy to do it. It's yeah. so easy to be like, you know, you can transform how you're feeling and just go. <laughs> just go do it. Mhm. Go do it. And, you know, wow. I, I think that folks who listen to this show have heard that, mm-hmm. might believe that mm-hmm. that that simply by listening to this this content, you can become transformed or you could go to a seminar and become transformed and yep. but but what we're saying is it takes a little bit more it takes some some intention you know it takes stepping into that discomfort yeah. it takes all of your intention yeah it takes it is an extremely active exercise yes that that takes all of you at all times and you know what that's a blessing because I think when you start waking up and start, when I started meditating, it was very soon after my divorce and my divorce was super amicable, but it's still the death of a relationship. Right. Mm -hmm. And there's mourning and you know, he was texting me on my birthday and we're on great terms, but it was still the death of something that, that it was a disappointment. And I also found myself coming out of the marriage completely unaware of who I was and completely Mm. stifled. I had really not honored myself during that whole time. 
And so I began my journey and it was, it has, thank God it has gotten easier and easier and easier and easier over the past few years. But at that very beginning, I was so full of anxiety and I was so, it was so difficult. I had to wake up every single day and, and push myself to do the things that I wanted to do. Yeah. And you have to have that kind of determination to become the butterfly and to fly. Um, alignment is the goal. And let me just make that clear. Uh, money isn't the goal. It's, it's money is not the goal. Um, ad- admiration from others is not the goal. Uh, a perfectly curated Instagram feed is never the goal. Alignment and true sense of self is the goal. Yes, that's the internal versus external. A hundred percent. Yeah, you 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 place the value, the importance, your self worth, whatever on the external thing. Yeah. Well, guess what? It's it's going up and down with the external. Yeah, exactly. Versus on you know within yourself, mm-hmm. and you know that's again simple, simple concept, yeah. <laughs> challenging, especially when we have years and decades of scripting and reinforcement of those ideas and exactly you know for the folks who are on their journey you guys are awesome awesome you guys are heroes yeah yeah seriously because because you have people who are watching you Mm -hmm. they are watching you on your journey and they are taking note and they're saying god that person is so courageous yeah i can't believe she had the guts to say that Exactly. I can't believe he he had the courage to step away. Mm-hmm. Wow. Okay. Maybe I can do it too. Exactly. And that's that's who you are for for others, and and that's how you can have it all. Absolutely. Yeah. Woo! <laughs> High five on that one, <laughs> Michelle. This has been fantastic. Thank um, you so much for having me. Oh, you're so welcome. Thank you for for coming to my home. This is so cool. <laughs> yeah. Like this is the first time that that I've had. Uh, this type of setup going on and, and conversation. So I love it. Yeah, it's cool. And so I, I dig it. You uh-huh. know, it's a little bit of a hike. I live a little bit outside of Atlanta, but. But like I told you, it was nice you. to get out of the center of the city and it's like greener yeah. and there's like birds chirping. I'm like, where are the trains? <laughs> Spider webs. I don't everywhere. understand. <laughs> so, so Michelle, where can people yeah. go if they want to connect with you? If they said, I love what you talk about, let's do coffee or where can they yes. do all that stuff? Um, so super easy. You can go to www.culturedpodcast.com. So that's culture with a D at the end, culturedpodcast.com. And then we're also on all the socials. So you can find me on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter as cultured podcast. Twitter is cultured pod though. So take note. Um, so yeah, connect with me. I am the direct person you're talking to when you comment on the website, on the episodes. Um, you know, we have some pretty extensive show notes. So every time you listen to an episode and I make sure to include, um, links to different things that are actionable, uh, the bio of the person you just listened to some cool pictures. Sometimes, um, in episode one, I talk about Iceland and I talk about this like cracked out pig logo. So I make sure to put that in the show notes. Cause I am not exaggerating. So yeah, culturedpodcast.com. That's awesome. That's <laughs> awesome. And I'll put notes or links to all of your stuff Thank in you. the show notes for this episode, which is over at firesidenetwork.com. That's where the Having It All podcast lives. And once again, Michelle, you rock. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Does your father know you're listening to this podcast? Well, when you're done, why don't you stop by and check out a show that is 100% dad-approved, Dadages. Hi there, I'm Chad Higgle. If you're looking for useful insights and practical advice you can actually apply to work, family, education, philanthropy, and just life in general, check out Dadages. That's D-A-D-A-G-E-S, wherever you listen to your podcasts.